may now consider together if we shall be enabled. Words you will find in the chapter of portion of which we read together. The Gospel according to Luke chapter 5. And we may read again from verse 22. Luke chapter 5 at verse and walk. Especially the last part of the 22nd verse. What reason ye in your heart? In the circumstances, but okay, at this time, this question was both searching and penetrating. As, as a matter of fact, it always is. What reason is in your heart? Now we've read of the occasion that called forth this question. There were those who um, found fault and uh, severely criticized. And the um, thing of the Savior, when he asked the man of the palsy, Father, when he told him that his sins were forgiven, uh, the retort that that called for was this. Who is this that speaketh blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God only? And Jesus perceiving that Paul said unto them, What reason ye in your heart. Now there was a definite process of reasoning here. They reasoned. Now that in itself is highly commendable. Oftentimes the trouble is that people don't reason. Reason requires a certain amount of effort. And this effort in our day and generation is seldom put forth. More or less, 
and more rather than less. People are spoon-fed. Their thinking is done for them. And this is true in religious as in other things. But here the man reasoned. And they reasoned up to a point on sound basis. Who can forgive sins but God only? Now, that was a question that any child could answer. In fact, it didn't require an answer. The very framing of the question was its own answer. Who can forgive sins but God only? None, of course. But it's the prerogative of the eternal to forgive sins. But they reasoned like this. God only can forgive sins. This man says he can forgive sins. Therefore, this man blasphemed. Or, as the, the, the minor premise may be changed, only God can forgive sins. This man is not God. Therefore, this man cannot forgive sins. There is. And Jesus perceiving what they reasoned in their heart. Now there is here both an encouragement and a call for searching of ourselves. He saw that the reason. He took note of the fact that they reasoned. He took note of the fact of course that the reasoning was wrong. But prior to that, he took note of the fact of reasoning itself. He perceived their thoughts and asked them this question, what is this that you reason in your heart? What reason in your heart? Now what we have indicated, this is always a personal and a penetrating question. What reason is in your heart about this matter? The matter of forgiveness of sin. Now the matter in itself is of the highest importance. The matter in itself demands consideration. Forgiveness of sin. Now we know that Jesus in healing the sick of the palsy went to the root cause of every disease. 
Der Art ist diese. Das hat wohl easily traced to sin than others. But whether easily traced to it or not, the fact is this, that all disease has its origin in sin, as death has its origin in sin. So when he said to the man, thy sins are forgiven thee, it was but another way of saying, thou art healed of thy disease. But healing the body and forgiving sin are not the same. There may be a connection, and there certainly is a connection. But nevertheless, there is a big difference between them. I am sure the reasoning of the Pharisees and the doctors of the law would have had a different turn if Jesus had not mentioned the forgiveness of sin. They could have found fault with the healing on some other ground. But they would not have charged him with blasphemy. They wouldn't have accused him of this sin, but solely on these grounds that he took to himself a prerogative of God, one of the prerogatives of the eternal, and thereby either spoke blasphemy or else was deceived and was deceiving us. But still the question for me what reason ye in your heart? Now in order to reason about this question at all there are certain presuppositions. The first is that we are in some measure acquainted with sin itself. What is in your heart regarding sin? For of course what we reason in our heart regarding that will of necessity have a close bearing upon what we reason in our heart concerning the forgiveness of sins. Sin, the fact of sin, the stark staring fact of sin. What is it in our heart about it? What is it to us? Well, <clears throat> the Lord perceived their thoughts. And that is equally true of us in our reasoning about sin. The Lord takes notice of what we think of sin, what it is to us. And the question comes to us 
as it came to those of old, saying, What reason ye in your heart? But to come to the next question, What reason we in our heart after the forgiveness of sin? Are we in agreement with the scribes, the Pharisees, and the doctors of the law? And it's a good thing to be in agreement with them on some part. If we differ with them on this point, we shall certainly be wrong. This point that none can forgive sin but God only. I agree with the Pharisees there. I agree with the doctors of the law. At least it would be good for me if I did agree with them on that point. Now remember, this is not a common piece of knowledge among people. Who can forgive sins but God only? Now I am not referring to the precise sense in which these words were used by the Pharisees, or how much they understood of the import and the content of their own work. But are we convinced of this that none can forgive sin but God only? Thousands are not convinced of that. Now going on from there, assuming that we are convinced that only God or God only can forgive sin, the next question arises, how does God forgive sin? And if the fact of his not forgiving, the fact of his forgiving sin, if that is not believed by all, certainly the way of his forgiving sin is known but to few. God forgives sin. How does God forgive sin? What reason we know heart about this? Well, we make no apology for bringing this before you time after time. For we believe that it is precisely here thousands are deceived for a term. And we are not better than they are. It is for our benefit to consider this again and again and again. How God forgives it. He alone can forgive it. Can forgive it. But how does he do it? What reason we in our heart about this? So here we should immediately part company with the Pharisees and the doctors of the law. They were right in declaring 
that only God could forgive sin. But they were entirely wrong in their conception of forgiveness of sin. They were entirely wrong in the way they thought God would forgive sin. And it was that, it was precisely that error that ministered to their self-righteousness and arrogance. They knew not the secret of forgiveness of sin. They had their own way. And it was a way that had been worked out through many generations. An elaborate way, a way that was sent down in detail. But it was wrong from beginning to end. But this is still the way of forgiveness of the natural heart. The way of the Pharisees. The way of the doctors of the law. And the natural heart knows no other way of forgiveness but this one. And in a few words it amounts to this. You do your best and God will look after the rest. That was both the philosophy and the theology of the paradise. And that is the theology that is filling the churches of the world at this present time. You do your best, and God will take care of the rest. That's all the mass of the people know about forgiveness of sin. At home, at home men through bloodshedding is a novelty today. And even where that is preached, the knowledge of it through the Spirit is something that is very rarely found. Very rarely found. God forgiveness. Man's forgiveness is something that meets us at every turn. And this is man's forgiveness that he will do best in the next time. That he will make atonement for his own sins in that way. A bloodless atonement. That's his way. And that is the underlying thought. It finds expression in the mind and in the life in myriads of ways. And while this principle rules and governs, the, un the unregenerate heart. It is a principle that is strong while it doesn't altogether rule or govern in the heart of the man who is regenerated.
had somebody said, what's it going to do with sin that has passed? The answer was, forget about it. That's all right. And as a matter of fact, it matters little whether we forget, get about them or not. That is not the question. But does God forget about them? What does God say? The God who requires that which is past. The God for whom nothing is past. If we could only think like this, that what is past to us is not past to God at all. There is no past with God. Nothing passes from God. And there is nothing future to Him, so there is nothing past with Him. Now to forget about the thing, obviously, is not to deal with that thing as it should be dealt with. And above all, this is true in the realm of sin. What think we in our heart about forgiveness of sin? Well, given the fact of sin, given that God only can forgive sin, how does he forgive And here let us consult our own conscience. There is first of all the way of getting away from the accusation of conscience by the way we are mentioned. By forgetting about sin. And sin like anything else will fade in the memory. It doesn't matter how much trouble it may cause at the time, like everything else, it will fade, little by little. So that there is a certain amount of peace that comes from forgetfulness of sin. Forgettable. But does that mean that all is well? Has that anything whatever to do with the forgiveness of sin? Nothing whatsoever. And this is a place where we should probe our conscience. Whether it's peace, if we enjoy any measure of peace, at least if our conscience is not violently disturbed. What is the cause of that? Is it because we tend to forget those things that troubled us perhaps 20 years ago, 10 years or a year ago, doesn't trouble us so much now at all. And we think that all is well because of that. Oh, what a mistake. What a state of mistake. That is not forgiveness of sin. What reason we know half about it? 
Oh, forgiveness of sins, which God only can confer on the sinner, is forgiveness through atonement. Forgiveness through the blood of sprinkling. And it doesn't matter what peace we have, unless it has come to us through the blood of sprinkling, it is a false peace. A peace that will leave us when we need it more. Forgiveness of sin. Now the forgiveness of God has first of all a God would accept. I wonder how many of us have ever been troubled with this. do to God. Not merely what they do to us, what was done upon them in notice. But how many of us have never had been trouble with it? The dishonor that sin casts upon God. The God would aspect of not only in its forgiveness, but in sin's very nature. What it does to God. Absolutely speaking, of course, it cannot do anything to God in that. That is, God is above all sins, as he is above all righteous. Nevertheless, it would be a deadly heresy to say that God was indifferent to sin. He is not and cannot be. It is that which dishonors him, that which that of which he takes notice, that which calls forth his wrath and his curse for time and for eternity. God is affected to put it like that by sin. He is dishonored by it. Now, how much, what reason we know not about the dishonor of sins do to God? Well, God can look after himself. Yes, he can. That is quite true. That is not the point. The point is, can we look after ourselves in our relationship with God? Certainly God can look after himself. And we may ask, he will look after us too. And he will see to it that the dishonor done to his name will be visited with condign punishment. But as a matter for our own reason, as subjects 
Pabarón a And in close relation with that we say, what think we of forgiveness of sins by which God is glorified first? If the soul said, let me first see how God is glorified by forgiveness, and then I may consider its relation to myself. But this is something I demand, that God be glorified thereby. language in the uh, sphere of uh, experimental religion. It used to be, we say, it is worse than grief now. Too many congregations, they don't know the first thing, they've never heard, they've never conceived of such an idea in their life. God's honor and God's right. Please rights, first of all, and especially in connection with the forgiveness of sins. What reason do ye in your heart? <laughs> and then again, lastly in this connection, there is this meaning of forgiveness upon the conscience. This, at least in part, may be considered as the seal of the spirit, with which the same that seals till the day of the death. The sealing of pardon of sin on their conscience. It is one thing to hear about the forgiveness of sins. It is one thing to have Sound and scriptural views of forgiveness of sin. It is another thing entirely to have that sealed on our conscience by the Holy Spirit. And how does that happen? It does not happen by anything that man can do. It happens through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And it happens in accordance with, or in conformity with, man's will. It is not something that is, uh, as it were, placed upon him without knowing why or when or how. No. The sealing of, the, of forgiveness on the conscience is something that is done through man's intelligence. He is dealt with as an, as an intelligent creature, a creature capable of reasoning. He reasons in his heart, and he must reason about the forgiveness of his sins too. 
Now, here, in sealing forgiveness on the contrary, the Holy Spirit of God enlightens the mind in the knowledge of the atonement which God hath made. The covenant which God has provided for forgiveness of sin, it enlightens the mind, and the mind enlightened by the Holy Ghost, as it seals forgiveness on the conscience, is a mind that is directed to the cross of that, to the death of that. The sealing of forgiveness on the conscience is through the blood of that, and it can come in no other way. It is the result of the mind, the heart being enlightened to reason, to reason. What does it reason? Well, this in, in a word. He has made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we must be made the righteousness of God in this. But you see, what is said in this context is that, that it is the Son of Man that forgives sins upon the earth. Yes. That is quite and altogether in perfect accord with what we have said. He made him sin for us. Even him who knew no sin. This is the atonement. Forgiveness through atonement is the only forgiveness known to the scriptures. The only forgiveness God will acknowledge. But you may say, now tell me more about that. What do you mean by the mind being directed to Christ as the atonement? of God's own provision, of God's own need. He provided an arm and thereby made atonement. What do you mean exactly by that? Oh well, <laughs> there are some things about which we have to speak and cannot very well explain. There are some things that are beyond uh, the uh, the mind of man, and especially beyond the language of man. Oh, well, in that case, you say you should, that these things shouldn't be spoken about at all, or that doesn't follow. That does not follow. As a matter of fact, we have a definite scriptural precedent for saying that there are certain things that cannot be described. Peter refers to a joy that is unspeakable. What does unspeakable mean? 
It's unspeakable, that's all you can say about it. The soldiers in sight try to go to describe what cannot be described, what's unspeakable. If he couldn't speak about it himself, surely nobody else can. Well, there are certain things, <coughs> and especially in this connection, that we have to be persuaded of in our own minds. What is important is that we should know them, not that we should describe them. That we should know what it is to look unto thee and in looking have heart healed on those hearts. In looking be enabled to commit ourselves to him, believing that he is able to keep what is committed to him again. That day. What is in your heart about pardon? The pardon of sin. The sealing of that pardon of the conscience. By the Holy Spirit of God. What think ye of this? What reason ye about it? And immediately this happens. There is a sitting down. Under the shadow of Jesus, when his, his fruit is sweet to the taste, the soul that has pardon sealed upon it is a soul that sits. Sits and says nothing. Sits and wonders at what God has done. Sits under the shade of the Almighty. Reasoning in the heart. How marvelous it is that there is forgiveness of sin through Jesus Christ. We have seen strange things this day, and the soul has never seen such a strange thing as this the way of forgiveness. The way that God's forgiveness comes to the soul. We have seen strange things. As we have pointed out to you before, the word in the original is paradox. We have seen paradoxes today. And it is certainly a paradox. To know God's forgiveness. It is, a, it is a, um, a flat contradiction until the Lord enlightens the mind. But even then, so many things remain unexplained. And the soul who sees forgiveness in the blood of Jesus. It's a soul that will go back to that time. He'll go back to that experience again and again. Say, well, this was in it, although I couldn't see it at the time. That was it. The next thing was, everything was in it. Why? That was it. 
and everything is in Christ. Everything, the fullness of the God, dwelleth bodily in him. What reason he in your heart? Well, there's someone reasoning, well, I wish I could be as clear on these things as I would like to be. Although I have hoped that the Lord has said graciously with me, feeling forgiveness for my conscience, I am not as clear about them as I should like to be. Oh, well, there have been and there are many of the Lord's people with that cry. Nevertheless, the Lord who began will finish the work. He'll enlighten you as he thinks fit. Only do the wait upon the Lord. Do the wait upon the Lord. See that you look to him and to him only. For the enlightening of your mind in the knowledge of his forgiveness. So that you would think about it. What God thinks about it. That you will reason in your heart after the thoughts of God. That your conception of it in your own measure will be similar to God's conception of it. And that you may glorify God for it. Again the question comes. What reason in your heart? Much depends on that. Oh, then that we cry mightily and consistently unto the Lord. For it is he who reveals these things. Flesh and blood cannot reveal them. But the Father who is in heaven. Let us pray.